Welcome along, I'm Alan Williams and this is the Alan Williams Podcast. Hey legends, Alan here. Before we get into today's podcast, I just want to give you a quick heads up on something I'm running next week. I'm going to be running a free event on Zoom. It's normally only for my VIP clients, the people I work closely with within Elevate, but I'm going to open it up to you guys and there's a reason I'm going to open it up to you guys. The topic is on bidding procrastination. And the reason I'm doing a session on beating procrastination is because I speak to a lot of you guys in my DMs on social media every day. And one thing I'm really seeing is procrastination is something people are struggling with a lot at the moment. Especially after holidays, kids been off school, routine gone out the window. People are feeling sluggish, people are lacking motivation and they're procrastinating on their fitness goals. So I decided I'm going to get doing what I'm good at, which is solving problems. And I don't like to see people stuck. So I'm putting on a free event on Zoom next Wednesday night, the 24th of August at 8 o'clock. If you would like to join us, simply shoot me a private message on Facebook, on Instagram, any social media platform. Let me know that you would like to attend and I will send on the link. No questions asked. Simple as that. Speak to you soon. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Hope you're all doing well. You probably heard my little intro there. I'm doing a free workshop next Wednesday night on Zoom. If any of you would like to attend, it's on beating procrastination. It's going to be insanely good. You're going to be able to recognize when you're procrastinating the behaviors that you do without even probably realizing you're doing them. You will be aware of them once we've done that session next week. We'll also show you action steps to take to move yourself out of procrastination. And we'll pretty much tell you what you need to be doing immediately to start bringing in results for you on a weight loss journey and to start getting you moving forward again. That's going to be a free event I'm running next week. I just see a lot of people procrastinating, people I'm speaking to behind the scenes they're struggling with motivation they're struggling to get themselves moving they're feeling lethargic at the end of the summer holidays have been done kids have been off school routine is out the window and people are really kind of struggling to get back into their groove again so that is for you if you're feeling one of those symptoms drop me a little message on social media and I will get you on the guest list for next Wednesday I'll send you on the link it is free of charge it's on me this one because I just want to get people moving again so that is going to be Wednesday the 24th at 8 o'clock if that interests you pause the podcast right now go on to my Facebook or my Instagram send me a private message and tell me you want to attend and I will get the link over to you no questions asked okay Today's podcast is 10 life lessons. I just decided I was going to write down a few things that I have learned myself over the last, I'm going to say probably nine years because that was when I left my job and set up my own business. And I do feel like I have learned so much more about myself in that time and about life in that time than I ever did in my whole life up to that point. So it's coming from that stage of my life. That's nearly this, it's nearly like the half time point in my life. Everything changed after that. It's been such a hectic eight or nine years, but it feels like it's just flown by. But I've taken so many lessons and I've learned so much. I thought I would distill them down to 10 today. Being honest, I could probably give you 110 if I put my if I put my pen to paper and rack my brains, I could give you a hell of a lot more. But some of the most important ones to stand out for me are the ones I'm going to share with you today. And I hope something does land for you. As always with the podcast, folks, take something away from it. Don't sit and listen to it and think that was nice. Implementation is what's going to change your life. It's not listening to podcasts, it's not reading books, it's what you actually take away and apply in your own life that brings about a practical change. So that's what we're looking at. Okay, life lesson number one. All progress starts when you start being honest with yourself. So all progress begins when you start being honest with yourself, when you start telling yourself the truth. And I think that's one that is hard for a lot of us to face because that's quite confronting. I have conversations every single day with people who are looking to lose weight, get in shape, improve their health. And that first conversation can be very difficult for people. It can be very emotional for them. Because most of their life they've bottled it up and they haven't told anybody else about it and it's just something they'll deal with themselves and it's building and building and building and building and then when we have this conversation and I'm drawing out of drawing it out of them, 
it can be quite emotional for them because they're hearing themselves verbalizing it for the first time and they've convinced themselves for so long that it's not really a problem, that it's something they can handle and they can deal with. And then they hear themselves say it and they start to tear up and it's maybe years and years and years of emotion coming out and it's recognition that I actually need to change and I actually need to do something different if I want to bring about a different result. And everything I'm speaking about today, I'm speaking about from experience. This is not something that I'm, you know, that, that I'm immune from. This is stuff I've been through myself and that's why I can speak about it. Maybe not so much with weight because I haven't had major weight issues, but I definitely have had self-confidence issues. I definitely have had body image issues. I definitely have had self-belief issues. And there's a lot of the time when I've tried to do what a lot of you guys do, where I tell myself it's fine and it'll sort itself out. But it doesn't. At some point, you probably need to step in. At some point, you need to get really honest with yourself. So all progress begins when you start telling yourself the truth. And I said to you there, this podcast is probably based on the second half of my life when I set up my own business. That's when my whole life totally transformed. Business is the best personal development journey you will ever have. But I'm going to take it right back to that point in time. Because I had to start being really, really honest with myself when I first set up my business. Not even when I first set up my business. Before that, when I hands in my notice on the job I was in. I'd been in that job for eight years. I was working in a gym. At the start, I loved it. I was new to the industry. I was learning in college at the time. I was trying to implement what I was learning on the gym floor. But I was very much doing it myself. There was no mentor there for me. It was very much me trying to figure things out by myself. But I loved it. And I was happy out for a while. But towards the end, I wasn't happy anymore. Things had changed a lot. Um, there was a different manager in charge from when I first started. Staff had changed. I was still there. I was starting to feel like a part of the furniture. And I was becoming really, really, really unhappy. And for a long time, I tried to ignore that. And I tried to convince myself it was okay. And I suppose I tried to convince myself it was okay because there was still a recession in Ireland. This was 2013. There was still a recession in Ireland. And half the country was unemployed. And everybody was telling me, you're lucky to have a job. What are you complaining about? You know, that sort of attitude. And that's fair enough. But I knew myself. Deep down, I knew that something had to change, that I couldn't keep going as I was. Because that's not in my nature. Any of you that know me personally or even from probably listening to the podcast, you'll know I'm a positive guy. You'll know I love life. I'm quite energetic, I like to think. But all of that was being drained out of me. My self-belief was being crushed. I was in a job where I felt like people didn't believe in me. I felt like management took me for granted. I felt like I was undervalued. I felt like I was underappreciated. I felt like I was somebody that was viewed as the guy that can scrub the floors. And pretty much beyond that maybe do the odd bit in the gym or whatever but not to the level I wanted I wanted to get out and I wanted to impact lives and I wasn't being given the opportunity to do that and I suppose because other people maybe viewed me in that way I probably started to view myself in that way and my self-belief took a huge knock and I didn't have any self-belief in myself at that stage I was struggling I was really struggling and then because I didn't have much self-belief and because it was an environment that I didn't feel was great and even there was a lot of bitching and stuff like that going on and it wasn't it wasn't a healthy environment looking back on it. But at that stage, I did try to convince myself everything was fine and I could keep going and it'd be fine because why would you leave a job when, you know, as I said, half the country don't have jobs. So I did try to convince myself everything was okay and I tried to keep soldiering on. But the longer it went on, the more miserable I was becoming and I was becoming somebody that I didn't like. I was becoming somebody that was starting to join in with the bitching and the gossiping. Yeah, today, today, on this day as I speak, I fucking hate that. 
I hate bitching, I hate gossiping. It's things I cannot abide. But I, I have more awareness now, and I think from personal development, I can recognise that people do that to fill a void. And a lot of the time, it's turning a mirror back on themselves and where the void is in their own life. And for me, there was a void in my life at that time. I might have tried to convince myself that everything was okay, but I knew deep down that it wasn't. And the longer it went on, the more unhappy I was getting. The more I felt like life was passing me by. It was absolutely crushing me. And I didn't really know what to do. I suppose I felt like I had to keep going as I was, keep showing up every day. But if you keep bottling things up, it does come to a surface, come to the surface at some stage. It's almost like if you think of a bottle of Coke, you can put the lid on it and you can shake it and shake it and shake it and it'll stay in. But once that lid is opened, everything is going to overflow and there's going to be a mess. And that's what happens if you keep bottling things up and you don't tell yourself the truth. That's what was happening with me. I got to a point where I was struggling to get out of bed and go to work. And that is not me. I pride myself on my work ethic. I absolutely love the industry that I'm in. But at that time, I hated it. And I hated it because it wasn't an accurate reflection of the industry I was in. It was an environment that I didn't like. It was I was becoming a person I didn't like. It's not the industry I love today. Because I've created the industry I love and I've created the environment I love. And creating communities of people, of positive people, of creating support. But at that time, I was really, really struggling to get out of bed and go to work. I couldn't bring myself to do it a lot of the time. Well, I did bring myself to do it, but I didn't want to do it. And I was becoming more and more unhappy. So at some point, I had to stop and tell myself the truth and be really honest with myself and say, you know, this is not working for me anymore. I have to change because life is passing me by. And because I was doing shift work, I was working nights, I was working mornings, I was working weekends, I was working Christmas Day. And again, I didn't have a backbone to stand up for myself a lot of the time. One of the points I'm going to speak about later on is setting boundaries. I didn't set those boundaries. And people took advantage of that because they knew they could take advantage of it. I don't know how many staff we had working in that gym, but I do know that of the last four years I was there, I worked three Christmas days. Three Christmas days out of four. And only one person works, by the way. What does that tell you? That tells you somebody pinpointed he's the easy target, he'll do it. That's what it tells me. And it was never explained to me since. It was never, never anybody took responsibility for it. That was what it was. And I look back now and I had no confidence in myself at that time. So I didn't stand up for myself. And there was a lot of other stuff as well that I let go. I let it go because I didn't have the confidence in myself. I didn't have the self-belief. And I was unhappy at the time. But I was struggling to be honest with myself and even to admit to myself that I was, you know, in some situations like that one, for example, that I was being taken advantage of because I didn't have the confidence to say no. Try doing that to me today. (laughs) Nine years on, different person. But it all starts with telling yourself the truth. So if it's a weight loss thing, for example, burying your head in the sand, guys, is not going to make it go away. It's going to make it worse. It's going to be that bottle of Coke effect. Someday you're going to have to face it. And when you do, it is going to overflow the longer you leave it and keep shaking it. At some stage, you've got to get really honest with yourself. All progress begins when you tell yourself the truth. If there's something you need to face today, I would have a think about it right now. I would pause this podcast. I would go, what do I need to have this conversation with myself about? What do I need to be really honest with myself about? Because my life is suffering if I don't be honest with myself. So that's life lesson number one. It was not meant to take 10 minutes. That's life lesson number one. Life lesson number two is, whenever you say fuck it, you're saying fuck it to your future. So when you say fuck it, couldn't be bothered, couldn't be arsed today, 
you're saying fuck it to your future. Keep that in mind. This is not a case of you deciding every day, fuck it, I couldn't be bothered, and you've been doing it for five years, and you're wondering why you haven't got the results that you wanted in life. Every time you say fuck it, you're saying fuck it to your future. So think about it this way, guys. When you say no to something in life, you're saying yes to something else, and vice versa. So the example I've used with my clients on this recently is, if you choose to say yes to nights out, to binge drinking every weekend, to wine every Friday night, to takeaways on Saturday, to just binging your weekend away, to your week just couldn't be bothered exercising, it's easier to sit on the couch watching Love Island, so I'm going to say yes to that, I'm going to say yes to all the things that bring me immediate pleasure and immediate gratitude. You're saying yes to all of those things, but what you're not thinking about is that when you're saying yes to those things, you're actually saying no to something else. And what you're saying no to is, you're saying no to the person that you want to become. You're saying no to the person who's confident, who's healthy, who believes in themselves, who has incredible energy, who loves life, who can wear whatever the hell they want, who can go out to social events and feel really good about themselves, who's not afraid of getting into pictures, who's not putting the kids in front of themselves in pictures because they're trying to hide. You're showing up as the best version of you. You're in the shape of your life and you're feeling amazing about yourself. That's what you're saying no to when you keep saying yes to the self-sabotaging behaviours. So you have to understand that there's a trade-off there. When you say yes to one thing, you're always saying no to something else. So when you find yourself going down that route, you find yourself about to self-sabotage, ask yourself, what am I saying no to right now? In a lot of cases, if you tell me your goal is to be in incredible shape, it's to lose weight, it's to feel great, it's to get your confidence back, that is what you're saying no to every time you choose to self-sabotage. Please remember that. Your yes that you're choosing does not come for free. There is a cost. There's a cost to everything in life. Everything worthwhile, there is a cost. It doesn't come for free. You might have immediate pleasure from one thing. It's costing you something else. You go into a shop and you buy a pair of shoes. There's a price to pay. If you go into the shop and you buy a loaf of bread and a litre milk, there's a price to pay. You pay for everything in life. And likewise, if you want to get into shape... There is a price to pay. There is going to be sacrifice. There's no free lunch, guys. You have to put in the work. You have to sacrifice some things if what you say is important to you. So, man, if you say that this is important to you, but you're not aligning your actions with your words. And believe me, guys, as a coach, I look for actions an awful lot more than I listen to words. If you want to know what somebody is really like, listen to a little of what they say, but watch everything that they do. That'll give you your true indicator of what's important. That's life lesson number two. So whenever you say fuck it, you're saying fuck it to your future. Life lesson number three is make life happen for you. Don't let life happen to you. A lot of us are in this fixed mindset where we we think life is already planned out for us and there's nothing we can do about it. We're born and then we just fall into life and some things happen along the way and then we die and it's game over. That's what a lot of you think life is. And let me tell you now, it's not. That's what happens when you let life happen to you. If you choose to make life happen for you, you will have a totally different experience of life. If you be proactive and you go out there and you decide what's important and you decide what are the experiences that you want to have and the things that you want to do, and you actually go out there and you do them and you make them happen, that's when life starts to happen for you. For a lot of my life, I was letting life happen to me. I told you about the job I was in that was making me unhappy. I was drifting. I was letting it happen to me and I didn't believe or I didn't know that there was another way. 
I didn't know I had the power to change things. I didn't think I could change things. A lot of us grow up with this mindset that it is what it is. Money doesn't go, grow on trees. You just have to put up with it. You don't have to put up with it. You can choose to put up with it if you want, but you don't have to put up with it. I'm living proof of that, guys. And I don't want to sound like some big-headed so-and-so here. I'm not trying to do that. But I know what I'm speaking about because I've been through it. If you're like I was back then and you think you're stuck in a rut and there's no way out of it, believe me, there is. That was the scariest thing I ever did was leaving that job and setting up my own business. And you do have all the doubts about what if it doesn't work? What am I going to do then? But you know what, guys? That was when I started making life happen for me. When my back was to the wall and I didn't have another option. That's when you get really creative. One of my mentors, Jerry Duffy, he's a great saying. He says, must is a great master. When you must do something, when you don't have an option, you will find a way. And sometimes you've got to put yourself in that situation. You've got to take away the safety net. You've got to take away the comfort blanket. Put yourself in that situation where you go, I must change. Something has to change now. That's when you'll find a way and that's when you will start making life happen for you rather than letting life happen to you. That's something that I've learned. It's something I've learned a lot over the last few years. If you really go out there and you want to make it happen and it's important enough to you, you'll find a way. You can do the most incredible things. Most of us don't even have any idea how much we're truly capable of. Most of us haven't even scratched the surface. The human possibilities are endless. They're absolutely huge. But most of us never lean into it because it's scary. So we'll continue on just following the crowd, letting life happen to us. Having the lunchtime bitching sessions instead of actually doing something. Guys, this might sound harsh, but I find it very difficult to have sympathy for people who are complaining about their life but changing nothing. Get up and do something about it. If you want to change it, do something about it. That option is always there for you. Stop letting life happen to you and start making life happen for you. You're more than capable of doing it. Next life lesson. What am I on? Number four, I think. Motivation follows action, not the other way around. One of the most common things I see, I'm not motivated. I could train, but I'm not motivated. I want to lose weight, but I'm not motivated. Welcome to the club. There's seven and a half billion of us. Here's your membership card. You are not special. You are not a special snowflake. None of us are motivated all the time. The mindset of I'm not motivated is definitely not going to move you forward ever. Because let me tell you something, guys. Motivation will come and go. A lot of the time, it will not be there. If you're the person that needs to be constantly motivated, you are fighting a losing battle. Because you're never going to achieve the things you want to achieve. Instagram makes it look glamorous. Transformation pictures make it look glamorous. The ones who are creating a business and create six-figure, seven-figure businesses, it looks glamorous when they get there. Believe you me, when you're in the middle of it every day, it is not glamorous. It's hard. Some days it's a shit fest. Some days you don't want to do anything. Every day you'll mess up. But you know what? You keep going. You keep bouncing back. You certainly don't get out of bed and go, you know what? I'm not motivated today, so I'm going to let my, my business become a hugely successful business by itself. How long do you think that business is going to survive, guys? The same as your weight loss goals. If you get out of bed with that same attitude, 
you will become, just like your business becomes bankrupt, your weight loss goals will become bankrupt. They will become redundant pretty quickly. You cannot keep relying on motivation. You cannot keep saying to me, I'm not motivated. As I said, none of us are. Speak to the most successful people in the world. They will tell you they're not bouncing off the walls of motivation every single day. They're showing up and doing what needs to be done. Some days, you just got to struggle through. That's life. Personal development might sound make it sound lovely and oh, whatever. I'm going to give you the reality, guys. Some days you're motivated. Those days are bloody amazing when they come along. But they don't come along that often. A lot of the time, you just got to get it done. And I think sometimes with personal development, people can go t- too much down the route of kind of just thinking everything needs to be lovely and lovely quotes and lovely memes and it's all flowers and rainbows. It, like, guys, reality. Reality check here. It's not like that. Some days it is. Most of the time it's not. You need to start implementing. And you don't need motivation for that. You need to show up and you need to get it done every day, regardless of how you feel. If you can learn to do that, and you can discipline yourself to do that, you will become the most successful version of you. And that's where I can help you. If you want to join the Elevate program, you will get that support every single day. You will have help every single day until it gets to a point where you just do things on autopilot that you don't need to think about it. And that's the ultimate replacement for motivation is daily non-negotiable habits that they happen on autopilot that you don't have to sit here thinking will I or won't I am I motivated or am I not that's where we can help you out get in touch with me if you'd like to join the program it wasn't meant to be a sales pitch but get in touch with me if you'd like to join the program life lesson number one two three four five number five boundaries allow relationships to thrive not die that's number five boundaries are so important if you do not have boundaries in place It's very difficult to succeed at anything in life, be it work, be it relationships, be it your career, be it building a business, whatever it is you're trying to do. Very, very difficult to succeed without boundaries. And one of the main reasons people don't put boundaries in place is because we're people pleasing and we want people to like us and we want to fit in and we want to be popular. And then we think, but what if I put boundaries in place and they don't like me and I don't fit in anymore? But the opposite actually happens, guys. I mentioned in point number one where I was being taken advantage of. Because I didn't have any boundaries. I should not have been working three Christmas days out of four when nobody else was working. I was taken advantage of because I didn't have any boundaries in place. If those boundaries were in place and I said I wasn't doing it, the people that gave me those hours wouldn't have had a leg to stand on because they know they shouldn't have been doing that. There's no way anybody should have been working three Christmases out of four. But that comes back to boundaries. And that's in every relationship, guys. You have to put boundaries in place. And I think when you get into the headspace of worrying about putting boundaries in place, it's normally coming from a place of not wanting to upset other people. But the reality is, if there are no boundaries, all that's going to happen is people lose respect for you. They won't have respect. They won't respect your time. They won't respect your efforts. They'll expect more and more of you for nothing. And they'll keep pushing those boundaries especially if they don't exist, they can pretty much just learn to control you and manipulate you and get whatever they want. But that's where relationships die. Because what happens then is you'll start to bitch about each other. If you even think about a romantic relationship, for example, or a relationship with a friend, if there are no boundaries, if there are no clear boundaries and people don't know where the line is, you'll start to resent each other and you'll bitch about each other. And that's when relationships die. 
So boundaries are about respect. Boundaries are about learning to appreciate each other. And that's where relationships thrive. So it's a really important distinction to make. And that's one that I've really seen through business. If you do not have boundaries in place, your business will tank pretty quickly again. You have to put boundaries in place. And sometimes it's even the simple things. For me in my business, it's the clients know when they can communicate with me and when I'll communicate with them. If I have no boundaries and they're sending me messages at 11 o'clock at night, 12 o'clock at night, and I'm jumping to reply as soon as the message comes in, what am I doing? I'm training them that it's okay to message me at that time and I'll reply straight away. And then 11 o'clock becomes 1 in the morning and then 2 in the morning. And before you know it, you're getting four hours sleep and you're turning up not able to function in your business and your business is tanked. So you've got to have boundaries in place, guys, for pretty much all areas of your life. So that's lesson number six. Boundaries allow relationships to thrive, not die. The next one is if you don't like it, change it, which is similar enough to what I said about making life happen for you, not to you. If you don't like it, change it. You absolutely have the power to do that. Most people don't change it because they're afraid of what change looks like. And a lot of the time we get into the headspace of thinking, you know, it's not too bad. Life is a four now. It'd be amazing if it was a seven, but a four is okay. And we don't change because the four, the fear, sorry, is that the four will become a two. And what if the four, in fact, became an eight or a nine? Would it be worth it then? How amazing would that be? That's why most people don't change. Because they're afraid that things could get worse. And then they drift through life and they become resentful. Because they know there's better out there and they could be having better or they could be doing better. But they're letting that fear of what if it goes wrong actually hold them back. My advice would be, if you don't like it, change it. I'm going to move in house again. Did I tell you that? I'm moving house again. I moved house about six or seven weeks ago. And I don't like it, so I'm changing it. And I don't want that to sound um, entitled or anything like that. But I'm changing it because it's not an environment I'm thriving in. And I'm a big believer in the importance of environment. The soil you put yourself in, is it fertile? Does it allow you to grow? The environment I'm in at the moment does not. I'm in a place at the moment where I haven't slept properly since I move in, moved in. The apartment is boiling hot. The heat in it is absolutely crazy. You cannot sleep properly in it. And then you open the window at night. And the problem when you open the window is that there is a ramp right outside the window. And every car rattles it. And you wake up about six times a night. And then once traffic starts in the morning, it is absolutely horrific from about five or half five in the morning. So what I'm finding out from that is I don't even like the environment. I mean, it's not conducive to me doing my best work. It's not conducive to me being creative. So I'm leaving again. And everybody is saying to me, are you mad in the head? You moved your whole life six weeks ago and it was hassling. It was stress. Why would you move again? I'd move again for the reasons I've just mentioned. And yes, I know there will be a little bit more stress and hassle involved when I move again, but I'm also moving to a place that I absolutely love and I think will be conducive to me doing my best work and conducive to me being happy. So that's why I'm moving again. So don't worry, guys, if there's a little bit of short-term pain or short-term hassle involved. If you don't like it, change it. Change it. Simple as that. You always have that option. Sometimes we box ourselves off and we think that option is not there because we've been looking through a certain lens for so long that we don't actually realise that there is another there is another lens. There's another window to look through. Go and look through that window if you're not happy. If you don't like it, change it. Number eight. Am I on number eight? I'm on number seven. I'm on number seven, I think. Number seven is forgive yourself for not being perfect. I think that's an important one. Forgive yourself for not being perfect. 
every single day I speak to people and they are beating themselves up and their negative inner dialogue is taken over and that little voice in their head is telling them they're not good enough. The little voice in their head is criticizing them every single day. We can become very judgmental. We can become very critical of ourselves. We can say things to ourselves that we'd never say to anybody else. And we reinforce that over and over and over until it's just chipping away at our confidence every single day. Maybe when you were younger, there was a bully in your life that was doing things to you and, you know, hitting your confidence. Now you're bullying yourself. That inner voice is the bully now. You're bullying yourself. It's something a lot of us do. Forgive yourself for not being perfect. None of us are perfect. It's okay. You're doing your best. You're trying as hard as you can. If you can go home and you can look in the mirror and you see, I did my best today. That's all anybody can ask of you. And I've told you, I'm speaking from experience on all of these points, guys. Nobody sets higher personal standards than I do. And sometimes I set them on a different stratosphere. And then I'm disappointed with myself when I don't get there. And I've learned that at certain times, you need to ease off and give yourself a break. Otherwise, it's not good for your mental health. You have to forgive yourself. Even if you've made a mistake, that's okay. Even if you've made a horrendous mistake, are you going to keep punishing yourself forever? Here's a good question, guys. If there's something going over in your head over and over and over and you're beating yourself up for it, maybe it's something that happened last week, maybe it was six months ago, maybe it was five years ago. Let me ask you this. The question you want to put to yourself right now, am I finished beating myself up yet or am I going to keep going? Am I finished punishing myself yet or am I going to keep going? You get to make that decision today. So number seven was forgive yourself for not being perfect. Number eight is excuses sound best to the person making them. I love that one. I love that one. I robbed that one from a little video. I put a video in my Elevate group recently. It was a motivational video. That was one of the lines from it. And I thought it was so powerful. Excuses sound best to the person making them. Think about that. How many of us go down that rabbit hole of excuses and we think we're convincing other people, but the reality is the only person we're fooling is ourselves. Join my line of work, guys, if you want to hear excuses. I have heard everyone going every single excuse under the sun and people think they're fooling me there's only one person they're fooling and it's not me excuses sound best to the person making them how many times have you made an excuse and you thought yeah that sounds good yeah they couldn't question that trust me people see through it think about the times people have made excuses to you and they thought they were fooling you did you turn away and did you go what the Excuses sound best to the person making them. And sometimes it's convincing ourselves because we don't want to face the difficult thing. Like I mentioned on point one, all progress starts when you start telling yourself the truth. Sometimes those excuses are not even for other people, they're for yourself. And you'll convince yourself that they're valid. Check on something today, guys. Check that your reason is not your excuse. Check that your reason is not actually your excuse. That was number eight. Excuses sound best to the person making them. Number nine. Knowledge is not power. Applied knowledge is power. I'm somebody who's read a lot of books. I'm still somebody who reads quite a few books. 
not as much as I used to. And the reason I don't read as many books as I used to is because I have realized that reading books does not change your life. You can take things away from books, but what you use them for is what will change your life. And I see so many people in the personal development sphere, again, who spend their whole life reading books. Guys, personal development is bullshit if you don't do anything with it. There are people listening to this who could list the top 1,000 personal development books and they've read them all. But is their life any different? Has their life changed? Can they actually deal with hardship when it comes up? Probably not. Because life is not a theory. The theory is amazing, but life is not a theory. You have to get out and practically apply. Business is the best personal development tool you'll ever have because your back is against the wall a lot of the time. You're constantly putting out fires. You're constantly having to find solutions. You can't tolerate bullshit because your business is going to be tanked if you do. So yes, you read the books. Yes, you get all the theory, but you're in a situation where you actually have to practically apply it. I had a phone call a long time ago, probably 18 months ago, with the woman who was very heavily mindset-based, had read every personal development book going. But when I got on the call with this woman, I'm going to be honest, guys, I was rolling my eyes after five minutes because she was away with the theories. The woman was massively overweight. She was 20 stone. She was telling me about how she was going to change her life. She had every lovely quote. Honestly, it was like, I was going to say speaking to a personal development book, but it wasn't. It was like listening to a personal development book being read to me. She had all these beautiful sounding quotes. But she was doing absolutely nothing with them. She wasn't doing anything with her life. She had got to 20 stone. Her health was suffering. And she was still reading personal development books. And speaking all the lingo. But her life wasn't changing. And I don't think she particularly liked me. Because you guys probably know, yes, I love personal development. But fucking do the work. I'm not going to sit here and give you all the personal development spiel and not apply it. And that's what she was doing. She had spent years reading all the books. She could probably rhyme off Tony Robbins' books lines for line. Line for line. But her life was still the same. In fact, it wasn't. Her life was worse because she was piling on more and more weight. She was going backwards. She wasn't taking control of her life. And she still wasn't taking control of her life when we spoke on the call. Because she's not getting the fact that knowledge is not power. Applied knowledge is power. Reading a thousand books is going to do absolutely zero for your life if you don't do something with it. You would be much better off reading one book And get one sentence in it or one idea that really resonates. Taking that sentence, writing it down, journal on it. What am I going to do with it? How is it going to be relevant for me? How is this something I can use? That would change your life a lot more than reading a thousand books and doing nothing with it. So knowledge is not power. Applied knowledge is power. It's not about what you know, it's about what you do. That's lesson number nine. And lesson number 10 that I'm going to finish on today is success is not about what you have. Success is about how you feel. And I think that's one again that I would have heard the theory of for a long time. 
And then in a practical sense, I learned as I went along. I started to realise what people meant by it and I started to understand it a lot more. Because when I started off, I had no money. I had nothing. I had very little behind me. I had a mortgage to pay. I was struggling to make ends meet. I had no contacts. I had no resources. I had about 1,500 quid in the bank. I had absolutely nothing. So I thought at that point, when I build my hugely successful business and take over the world, and when I hit this certain number in terms of money, I'll be happy. That means I'll be successful. And I very much changed my definition of success over time. Business is going really, really well now. I'm very fortunate in that I am in a position where I'm comfortable financially. And I can tell you guys, it's nice. It gives you a bit of freedom, but it doesn't make you happy. And you would be better off probably having less money and being happy than hitting certain metrics and not being happy. And I'm not saying I'm not happy, don't get me wrong, because I have learned as well that you have to prioritise other areas of your life. But for a while I was so focused on business. That was all I was throwing myself into and I didn't have a life outside of business. And I started to realise over time that that wasn't making me happy anymore. Yes, I was making money. Yes, business was going great. But there was something missing in me. And what was missing was a life outside of business. So now I've got a much more rounded life. I've got a lot more balance in my life. But it definitely took a few wake-up calls for that to happen. And I've seen this with a lot of other business people as well. And probably people who are a lot more successful than me. And from the outside looking in, you would go, they have it all. They have everything. And I know some of these people personally. And I can tell you, if you've seen behind closed doors, if you've seen what goes on in their mind, you would see a very different picture to what you see from the outside looking in. So my definition of success has very much changed. And I've learned that it's not about what you have, it's about how you feel. So let me put it this way to you guys. If you had a million quid in the bank, if you had your huge mansion, if you were driving a Ferrari, if you had the most beautiful wife or husband on the planet, but you're not happy, are you still successful? You can come up with your own answer to that question. My answer would be no. Because success to me is about how you feel, not about what you have. I hope that's landing. I hope that's making some sense. And the other thing I've seen along the way as well, it's oh, and this is a bit cliche, but it's always about the journey. It's not about the destination. And that's one thing business has very much given me. I always thought at the start, I need to hit these metrics. I need to hit these numbers and then I'll be happy. But when I look back at my journey, even though there were some tough, tough times, that was what made me. And that was enjoyable in a weird way in that your back is against the wall and you're digging deep on yourself to see what you can actually do and what you're capable of. And the growth from it is absolutely enormous. It's huge. And that matters more than the end destination. And it's the same when you're losing weight. It's the journey that will actually be the thing that stands to you. It won't be when you hit the number. Because the journey is what you really appreciate. You appreciate the hard days and you appreciate yourself for showing up on the hard days. Because the number is just a number. You could do something extreme and you could do a shake diet and hit that number pretty quickly. But you've learned nothing. You've learned nothing about yourself. You've learned nothing about nutrition. You've learned nothing about training. You've learned nothing about your mindset. You haven't learned how to keep that weight off. So go straight back on. So the destination is not the most important thing. Or sorry, the journey. Yeah, the destination is not the most important thing. The journey is the most important thing. 
and that's the case in life as well it's not about the destination guys it's about the journey so don't forget to enjoy it thanks a million for tuning in today i hope you enjoyed that